Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you, February 6, 2024. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Tuesday. Game day. Game day edition of Kentucky Roll Call, where the Cats will need to do a little less talk, a lot more action tonight in Nashville against Vanderbilt and Scoots. Woke up to news that just had me thinking of you, Toby Keith. He's moved on. He's passed on. Oh, no. Yeah. He died I, at the age of 62. I, I'm pretty Damn. tore up. I, I was looking through your Twitter to repost the show post, and that was the first thing I saw. Oh, man. I, I, don't, even, I, don't, I don't even have words right now. That was Toby Keith was my first concert. I, I'm, I'm pretty tell, distraught. Tell me about that first concert. Where were you? Uh, when, when was it? It was at Rep Arena. Ooh, I was great, great place. I want to say twelve years old. He was in concert with Ted Nugent. Was wow. in that concert as well. He opened for Toby Keith. Um, I, I just remember it being a really good time. A lot of dancing, a lot of singing. But one of the most memorable things, and this has nothing to do with Toby, is when I was that age in my life, I would always wear Indiana everywhere, and Rep Arena was no exception. And I remember walking out after the concert. And I was in my Indiana hoodie, and these, I think there was four college-age girls. Very, very good-looking, if you're a 12, 13-year-old boy at the time. And one of them turns around, sees my hoodie, and then says something to her friends. And all of a sudden, they all turn around and just do the C-A-T-S, cats, 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 at me. And I was I was so distraught. Good. But not as distraught as hearing Toby pass. You you deserved you deserved it. (laughs) Wearing IU stuff to Rupperina. Probably so. Great great country music singer. Friend of Mark Stoops. Big friend of Mark Stoops. Friend of friend of the program, Matthew Bradford. He's had Matthew at multiple concerts as his guest. Um and hell, Toby's been to a couple Kentucky games since uh Mark's been there. Uh Obviously from Oklahoma, big Oklahoma Sooners fan, so that's where he became friends with Bob and the rest of the Stoops family. Um, he struggled with was it throat cancer, stomach cancer, stomach, yeah, um, worst kind. Yeah, yeah. So awful news because he. Uh, I mean, it, there's no good kind. Right, right. But definitely one of the deadlier ones. Um, so Scoots, uh, best Toby Keith song, number one Toby Keith. I song. wanted, yeah, I was, I wanted to guess Scoots' favorite Toby Keith. Song because I think if you gave me three guesses, I'd be able to get it. Promise right. you couldn't see, and that just makes me think you're being cute like you're deep, you're deep track Toby Keith. No, but I, I could see nope. him like actually it's, it's unironically deep, thinking Red Solo Cup is a great song. It's not a deep cut. I mean, I would legitimately think Red Solo Cup would be his favorite. Nope, I mean, I, I think you're lying to yourself. Absolutely, not. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite Toby Keith song has always uh, been my favorite Toby Keith. Okay, song. okay, okay. And then I also think you would like Should Have Been a Cowboy. That one's good, but it's not my favorite. Yeah, that that would be my favorite. But um, what what's um? Uh, and then there's two more you, that how, I'm between. How how do you like me now? Is that one of the years that you're debating? It, it is not. Oh, maybe for TJ, but that's not yeah. it. Okay. The two I'm between are as good as I once was, and I love this bar. 
Nope, neither of those. Right, really? What is, what is it then? My favorite Toby Keith song is "Beer for My Horse." I was gonna. That was, but that's that's Willie Nelson too. But yeah, I knew that I knew. was when I was a kid. That was always my karaoke song growing up. So I've just got a special affinity to that song. Yeah, that it's one, also that, a hilarious that, song. That but. one's on on the list as well. I was gonna make a joke of like, you better give your horses beer today in <laughs> honor of Toby Keith. That's um, that's a real thing too, by the way. Giving horses beer. Yeah, they'll put it in their oats. It's like a celebratory thing. Well, that's nice. It's good for him. Yeah. yeah. Are we going to get some Toby Keith music today? Scoots? I mean, yeah. Well, I guess we don't have a choice. That's yeah. a, so I went. I did the thing where I always get, pick our songs for the day before I do anything else. So I, I had the, all the songs picked out, and then I go to your Twitter, and I'm like, well, there goes that. Call, everything, call audible. everything I just drew up, I got to erase and, and restart over. So, yeah, we, we've got to honor Toby today. So but sad. occasionally... Want to talk about me? Want to talk about I? You I mean, that one? It's just such a deep roster. I wish I didn't it know is, now what I a, didn't know then. It is a deep roster. Yeah. I mean, there's you You can go. American soldier. Oh, I mean, <laughs> nothing like being about six beers deep and then talking about we'll put a boot in your ass because it's the American way. Like, <laughs> you just, with your boys, just belting that out. Yeah, like 9-11 wasn't good for anybody, but if it was good for somebody, Toby Keith really profited. Lee Greenwood, number one. Country music, that was a big that was a big boost for them. Uh, obviously tragic. That, the, the little bit of patriotism. Mm -hmm. They got it back on the airwaves, but yeah, that's sad. Toby Keith, not my favorite country music artist, but definitely in the top five. I think Kenny Chesney's probably number one for me. What? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Similar yeah. probably to you with Toby, where it's just like, I, I went to a Kenny Chesney concert early okay. in my concert days, and uh, just like, you know, his music, more nostalgia probably than like it being great music, but I, I like, I like but, Kenny Chesney just fine. There, the, it, it was like a Kenny Chesney, Tim McGraw, mm -hmm. Toby Keith, like those were the big three. Mid, late 2000s. Yeah, maybe, like, maybe sprinkle in George Strait and Alan Jackson, who are kind of on the, toward, more towards the back end, but those, uh, oh man. So many, so many great songs. He was pro-American. That's that's for sure, Scoot. So, yeah, for, you were the first person I thought of when I saw it. I knew you'd take that news pretty hard. 62, way too young. Yeah, absolutely. You think about the grand scheme of things. He could have gone another 30 years. And oh, nobody yeah. Nobody would have really blinked an eye about it. But, uh, so, yeah, that cancer, cancer stinks, continues mm -hmm. to stink. We hate it. We are anti-cancer show. We've always said that. And we're thinking of Toby Keith and his family. Welcome in, though. It's game day. Now I just want to... Big game day. Listen to Toby Keith like, songs. Don't lose, don't lose, or we're in some serious doo-doo sort of game day. Oh, yeah. that's It's a big, like... Well, they're going to win, right? Well, they should. They should. Most teams have beaten Vanderbilt. Everybody in the SEC, except for Missouri, has beaten Vanderbilt. All of which, double-digit margins of victory, except for Alabama played them close right at the start of SEC play. This got to be a win. Got to be a win. Vandy, not a team that puts up a ton of points. Kentucky opened as, I think, a nine-and-a-half point favorite, but it went down a point to Vandy pretty quickly. So I think it's eight-and-a-half where it stands right now. Okay. A really interesting over-under at 151. I, I'm, I, I hit the over. I liked the over. The number's actually coming down a little bit. So... Vegas thinks it's going to be, you 80, know. 70 ish Yeah. Yeah. Right it, around there. In, the, in that ballpark. Yep. So, like, Kentucky flirting with 80. Vandy just getting over 70. 
right around that margin of victory. That's what Vegas, that's how they think it unfolds. But there's a lot of rumors, Roush. I don't know if you've been keeping up with Kentucky basketball. There's rumors from time to time. Yeah, those are, they happen. Well, at least just mention them because it has to do with injuries about who's playing, who's not playing tonight. Okay. DJ Wagner, according to the scuttlebutt, he's going to be out again, which I don't think really should be a surprise if he wouldn't be healthy enough to go give it a go for a few minutes against Tennessee on Saturday. Would would he turn it around and play maybe not at 100% against Vanderbilt? Who just blocked their first SEC win on Saturday against the other team that had zero SEC wins, Missouri. as I mentioned earlier. But I hope uh, I hope the plan is maybe Gonzaga for him. That would maybe make more sense, or he's just going to be out a long extended period of time. Like I said yesterday, I'm not going to go through the the will he won't he sort of deal, as I'm quite literally going through the will he won't he sort of deal. But Roush, there's also talk that maybe they're going to give Trey Mitchell a break. Like he's he's been dealing with stuff too. He's a tough kid. He wants to play through it. He wants to be there for their teammates. But there is some scuttlebutt that he may not be 100%, and they could just give him the night off tonight. I have no idea if that's accurate. No idea if that's true. I would just say, Cats could be shorthanded tonight at Vanderbilt. Well, they've been shorthanded. It's kind of the a name se- of the a, game. A season of shorthandedness. Uh, years of shorthandedness. Because yeah. I, I think... It was something like since Ashton Hagens missed a game there at the end of that season and t- the COVID season, they haven't had a full complement uh, roster of players since then. It's a couple of years of just shorthanded as Hanson and Scary Movie two, one or two. And um, I, I was having this conversation with somebody yesterday, and the part that I got so fired up about and came on this radio show and discussed, uh, I. Guess I forget what game it was after, but it was essentially saying, "Hey, the, this team has answers, right? You don't have to be on your A game every night. If somebody struggles, the next guy up can fill that gap for you, right? Free seven off night. There's Rob. There was just answers at seemingly every position. If somebody had an off night or an injury." And missed a couple of games or two. It so many weapons, it'd be unlikely that you could stack up so many off nights in the same night. Correct. And I, that's the part of this that is surprising is that while, yes, DJ Wagner is a very important part of your team, I mean, we watched Antonio Reeves and Jacob Toppin combined for almost 60 points last year without a point guard. I mean, Jacob was taking the ball off the floor and a win at Arkansas. So that's the part of this where couldn't couldn't be Florida at home with Robin Reed playing point guard, right? Like that—that's the part of the injury absences that's disappointing. Because even if it does feel like the Cats have some buzzards luck as of late, everybody has some injuries here and there. You're—that's just sports. You're going to miss some people, but how do your other guys rally around them? That—that's what's been disappointing. Because I mean, shouldn't a Hall of Fame coach like John Calipari be able to? Put a band-aid over there. We, I mean, we've seen him do that before. We saw Kellen Grady in that Alabama game. They were down like 18, and he was playing point guard, and they came back and figured it out. So why hasn't Kentucky been able to? That That's what's disappointing to me. Yeah, and the on top of the disappointment there, it's you've – like the Florida game, you should have won. 
we should have been talking about, all right, you were able to survive Florida without DJ Wagner. You were able to do just barely enough. It wasn't pretty, but you were able to get away with a win there. Kind of just goes to show just how when you give a game away, it can come back to haunt you and bite you because it'd be such a different talking point right now had Kentucky beaten Florida, lost to Tennessee. We wouldn't have been happy with the loss to Tennessee, but if you didn't have Wagner in it, most people would kind of understand where things were at. But it'd be a one and one week at home instead of the 0-2 week at home. It would really change a lot. That's why you got to do the small little things, and that's why it's so frustrating where Kentucky in a game against Florida where you just do have a few stupid mistakes, you gave that game away, make no mistake about it, and then Tennessee, you just don't do any of the 50-50 plays. Like, you're right back to just kind of being a little lazy, a little lethargic, and again, it's got to fall back on coaching because you can't specifically blame the players individually. Like, Trey Mitchell, you know, make your shots. That's the plan. That's what, you know, that's what UK wanted out of him. Uh, Reed, don't dribble the ball right to Tennessee defenders or quite literally just throw it right to them and then have them laughing afterwards about like, yeah, he just threw me the ball. I wasn't really expecting it, but he threw me right to it. At the end of the day, it all falls back on coaching because you're, this is the product that you have put out there. This is where you're at. And you can't control injuries, and we understand that, and that's why I normally will push back when everybody lumps in on Cal when a dude's hurt. Like, it ain't Cal's fault that somebody's hurt. But, Roush, you're right. He's always been able to answer the bell regardless of what's been thrown his way. I mean, look at the 2014 run. It wasn't at full strength. Look at the 2015 season. It wasn't at full strength. Still, you found ways to win. And now that's the goal over the next five weeks. How do you find ways to win, whether you're healthy, not healthy? Yeah. Everybody's going to point to the defense and say, well, that's got to get fixed. It, it needs to be better. That makes no make no mistake about it. But you got to find ways to win despite not having a good defense. Yeah. Teams have been the, able to do it. Miami are, was able to go to a Final they, Four last year. They are them. who they are. And Again, not that there's not some room for improvement, but look over the last month how much improvement has there been on that end of the court. Not much. You get it in short spurts. But you got to find a way where it's like, you know, we're not great defensively, but we can still win games. We can that's still what they were string doing. together five stops in a row or something like that. You know, and or, they were finding ways to do that, and then all of a sudden things have sort of switched up. And maybe it's just not having your starting point guard, and that's just a ripple effect that's impacting the rest of the team. But when you're just standing, when you have four dudes standing there looking at a ball going up for a rebound, and Tennessee has one guy going between the four and go get the rebound, that ain't because of DJ Wagner. So I get a ripple effect could cause everybody to be in their own head or if you wanted to go down that avenue, whatever. But this is all on Cal to figure this stuff out. Yeah. It ain't over yet. And people that are like, are, you know, it's, it ain't time to bury him or tell him that he needs to go to Texas or anything like that. But you've got five weeks until Selection Sunday to figure it out. And then you've got a March run that will be your most important as the head coach at UK. Back in the day, Rush, I'd be like, he, he can do it. He'll figure this stuff out. He always does. Recently, yeah. ew, seems like it's up in the air. I did like the point you made on social media yesterday, noting that none was it none of the teams in the top 17 last year? None of the final four teams? Or three of the four? Were, it, three of the four were ranked, but none were inside the top 18. Yeah. And Kentucky dropped to 17th. So seven spots from an 0-2 week without your starting point guard. I don't think that's unfair. Seven, But 17th also, not where we want to be. If you would have told me in November, hey, UK is going to be ranked 17th in, in February, I'd say, eh, I'd like that to be a little bit higher. That's lower than I would have thought it would be. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd panic and be like, wow, that means they can't make a Final Four or anything like that. Because, again, like last year, 
at this week 14 of the polls, nobody that made the Final Four was, I think the highest ranked team was Miami. Miami, very similar to Kentucky. Didn't play a lot of defense, elite offensively. They got hot in March, were able to win four games, get to the Final Four, and probably would have gone to the national championship if it wasn't UConn on their side of the bracket. But regardless, Kentucky can still be really good having offense be its strength. It just has to find the bottom here on defense. And that's, yeah, I alluded to it last week, but okay, you know, you have these kind of ups and downs throughout uh, the course of the season. Mentally, it does feel like this team is just, they're about as perplexed as we all are. That's true. There they're, they're just looks to be... A, Don't seem to have a lot of confidence. Right, and you can feel it in those 50-50 loose balls and stuff. Where Just watching, just standing around. That's the stuff I don't I don't totally understand. And maybe that is just a confidence thing. or uh, you know, Confidence, fatigue, like a little bit of everything. You know, and somebody somebody texted this in and, and, sent, and kind of pointed me in this direction, but you know who made a really, really good point on this exact conversation that we're talking about? Sean Smith from Sources Says with oh. Jack Pilgrim. And their most recent episode, if you're looking for like good basketball knowledge, but relatively positive Roush, mm-hmm. not that you just want butt slapping and like putting lipstick on a pig situation, but if you want, if you just don't want doom and gloom radio, right? They, their most recent podcast, I think, does a good job of like, wow, this stinks, but we think it could be fixed if these things happen. And it was a good listen. So I, I and those guys, they 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 do a great job with that podcast. So check them out. But Sean made a really good point, uh, talking about that exact thing: rebounding, just standing around the defense. And he just wondered if part of it, even though some of these guys didn't play with them, but like the Oscar Sheebway culture, where it's like, well, he'll go get all those. Like yeah, when you see a yeah. do in some of these guys that have been around, um, Antonio Reeves as well. And Antonio Reeves, I don't really question his effort all that much. Adu was a little disappointing on Wednesday. Maybe it was the, you could make a case that the injury, he was just kind of spent, and on those 50-50 balls is where he was not spending that energy. But it was a little disappointing with him. But Sean said, you know, we were led to believe that Oscar was part of the defensive issues, and I don't think he was a good defender. I think he was mm-hmm. part of the defensive issues. Issues, but what Sean says is he actually probably helped cover up defensive issues because no second chance, shots. no second chance points for the opposing team. And while he would get beat defensively, hey, opposing team, you're really only going to get one shot at it, so make it count. And if you don't, you're done, which makes which helps the defense. Which really hurts the defense. Roush is a bad defense that also can't rebound because then you're having to do more defense things mm-hmm. that you're not good at. And this team. When it's time for an important rebound, when they're making a run and they need to stop, that shot will go up, and then Tennessee will get another chance at it. And then Florida will get another chance at it. And it's like, ah, this team struggles so much to play defensive defense as is. You got a good defensive stop, and then you got to do it all over again. And then sometimes you got to do it all over again. And it just happens and happens and happens. Where if, When you had Oscar, he was not a great defender, and he was not a rim protector, Roush, but he limited the opposing team's points. And chances. And Mm -hmm. I think Kentucky's missing that. So maybe part of the solution here is, hey, you guys are going to sneak defensively, but one way maybe we can get our mindset into valuing possessions is everybody go attack the glass. We cannot give up offensive rebounds with this group. There's there's something. You know, a lot of people are like, I just want to try something different. Throw in a zone. They talked about a zone on Sources Says. They agreed, I think, with our sentiment that, like, it ain't going to fix anything. But would it hurt to just throw it out there for a little bit? Uh, But I think 
one strategy, and credit to Sean Smith for this, everybody go attack the glass. See if that can... That will not make you a better defensive team, Roush, but it can limit the other team's possessions, which in the equation can make you a better defensive team. There there were... One of my biggest bugaboos with Oscar during his time here is that Cal seemingly didn't adjust the way they guarded the pick and roll to cater to Oscar. I feel like Kentucky, there's a lot fewer miscommunications this year when it comes to pick and roll defense. It's usually like the breakdown is like seven steps. Like it's like three seconds on the shot clock or something like that. Like they do pretty good. And then, then there's just some sort of mental focus concentration or something that lapses and they miss up, but they're doing a lot of switching because they can. And there was one play in particular that just like, damn it. And I, I, Rob, you're so great. You're so good. And I know this isn't your forte, but like literally, they, they, I think he was on Josiah Jordan James, did a great job, forced up a bad shot, and but like just didn't turn and put his body on him. Like all, You don't have to do much. Just be there. And if he tries to go over you, they're going to call a foul. You're at home. It should be fine. And instead, he just ball watched. The ball went to Jordan James, and he just, boop, easy layup. Like, Sounds about right. You know, and, and that's where – the the stuff is stacking up, and then that's really the I, for me the the part that's frustrating is you you would think they would get a little ticked off and have some pride about it, right? Yes. I mean that that's the part that maybe that's why and, you've all we've all played pickup basketball where like one dude's just getting torched on defense, and normally you'll have somebody be like, all right, hey, I'll go I'll go guard that guy. Who's the go guard that guy guy on this team? Like I think Reeves maybe and but Reeves that, isn't even he's not a great defender. Nobody on this team's a great defender. But like I just want somebody to have the confidence that like hey this is unacceptable. Like we're getting punked. They're scoring on us every time. Who wants to try to get a stop? And the sad thing is Roush. Like we're already past that. We're already nobody can. <laughs> we're already past that. I think DJ Wagner will like take on the challenge and he's not a scared. He's not scared of the challenge. But like at this point you would hope that Dillingham or Reed would be like I'm sick of getting beat. I'm gonna really put the clamps down. I think they've tried that, and they just they can't. They're not good enough right now to do it at the college level. Which okay, that's fine. They're they're really good offensively. They're not perfect players. They have to have an area that's a little bit weaker than some other areas. Unfortunately, with this team, it just all seems to be defenses that area that person's weakness It's like ah, eh, they're good at this. They're great at that. They can do a million things. The one area where they could improve defense. And Kentucky has just put together a team of a lot of those players. I love Trey Mitchell. He's got to figure this stuff out. Once he does, it's going to make it easier for UK to win. But as the ebbs and flows of a season turn, maybe Kentucky was onto something with the Keyshad Johnson recruitment because, hey, we'll have plenty of offense, but this guy's going to be a good defender. Good and we can switch him out on other yeah. people, and he's going to go attack the glass and rebound. And he doesn't care so much about scoring. I can see why they were so interested in that guy transferring from San Diego State. Of course, he went to Arizona where Arizona is uh, similar to Kentucky. They have five losses on the season, but he's averaging 11.5 points per game, six rebounds, and uh, that's about it. No blocks my, or anything like that. So very was, similar Mitch, number, numbers to Trey Mitchell, but he he's doing it more on the defensive end. Yeah, and I just – if Trey Mitchell doesn't play tonight, I think that's a, a – this is it's a Calipari issue because, like, dude, why were you playing 40 minutes a game? Um, I just oh, looked up his, I was wondering where you were going to go with that. Yeah. That's a good point. Like, all right, 38, 33, 34, 28, 28, 44, 40, 35. Like, he's played so many minutes 
you have Aaron Bradshaw playing the same position. Can you? I know he's. Well, you, if you, you can do a do. Right. You can do it with the four just even fine. With, even was it, when a do was injured, there's part of it. It's like they, I felt like Cal wasted a lot of time trying to get Justin Edwards going. But it's like, well, Aaron Bradshaw, wasn't he supposed to be the lottery guy? And I know some of those games he's not built for. Let him go get his ass kicked a little bit. To put a little callus on him. It's like it ain't going to get any less physical. Like got a, got hey, you can't. Against you, Tennessee. What does Cal say? You can't. I can't hide you. Mm-hmm. Feels like he was kind of hiding Bradshaw some there. So it's now Mitchell taking a run of the minutes. Yeah, and I don't blame Cal for being like that's why Mitchell got hurt. I know there's some takes out there that have that. Yeah, I do it more of like the dude was probably hurt. If he wanted to play, I'm not blaming Cal for like. Uh, you know, being tricked into letting a veteran fifth-year dude that's an important piece of the puzzle go out there and play. But the issue was he was stinking. Like, he was kind of no. hurting you, you know? Like, yeah. we didn't need 38 minutes of that Trey Mitchell against Florida. And I get it. You never know in the situation, Roush, of like, is this is this going to be this person's night or are they just going to be a complete non-factor? So a lot of times you want to leave them in to try to figure it out. But I don't know. I feel like the signs were there for Trey Mitchell. He's been such an important piece and now you've just seen a slow drip of production. Something's up with the dude. And if they want to give him the night off tonight, Roush, like it hurts Kentucky's chances of winning, but it's Vanderbilt. You need to find, and you're desperate. You need to find a way to win that game without Trey Mitchell. So I'm okay with giving him a break tonight, even if it makes the game tougher for UK for reasons you alluded to. Other dudes need to step up if that's yeah. the case, and maybe it can be a good thing for them to have to step up in the long run. There's also part of me too that. While you are correct, Kentucky needs to win. There's a little bit of back in the mind where I'm thinking, Kentucky's lost two games in a row to this team. Memorial Gym's kind of weird. 830, it's a late tip-off. I was talking to my sisters this weekend. They're like, God, I can't imagine playing a game this late. This would suck. They didn't even like playing 7 o'clock games on weeknights when they were in school. Hey, 730 local time. <laughs> Think they went early? Got acclimated to the time change? Hey, uh... This, uh, back in the day, this was going to be the KRC road trip game, but unsurprisingly, Roush backed out. Yep. I'm the worst. Scoots, we could have beautiful weather day. We could have gotten some golf in, gone down to Nashville, had a nice dinner, got some Nashville hot chicken. Well, I'm sick, so I guess it worked out. You're sick? Yeah. Not good. You don't sound sick. How, is that why you bailed on Rutherford yesterday? Yeah, I just felt like crap all day yesterday. You get the, get the vid? No, I don't. I don't know. I don't really know what's going on. I just, I constant runny nose, scratchy throat. So got, I should probably drink some coffee. Tonight. So you got the Vins, the what? Ravens, the Vins. No, that's true. Bad joke. Yeah, swinging the best. <laughs> hey, um, there's this thing. You're probably, it's called, si- you're probably sick because your roommate won't pick up. Probably so. Yeah. Sick and tired. Am I right? <laughs> Did you all have a talk about your conversation yesterday? <laughs> um, <laughs> kind of. Oh, non-confrontational scoots. Scoots, let's just, you're talking to Gil right now through the radio. Let's just play, you do that and then we'll play the podcast for him. No, so I was doing the thing, I was, I had Rutherford on and he had brought up the whole situation. I was just going to let it slide under the rug. I wasn't really going to say anything to him. And he, uh, Rutherford talked about it. He was like, Dramo and Scoots and Gil. And I like looked at him and I was like, oh, I didn't tell you about that, did I? And, wow. And he was like, no. Awkward. And then so Rutherford proceeded to read the entire text. So, yeah. 
What are you all both doing at home at like three o'clock in the afternoon? This was this was at like six thirty, seven o'clock. You were listening to the podcast, Rutherford. Correct. Yeah. Whoa, you're a huge Rutherford fan. Well, I just wanted to see if I missed anything. I only listened to the like first twenty minutes, and then I just didn't do it anymore. The afternoon pleasantries. Yeah. I think you wanted Gil to hear that conversation. So what did you all have it out? No, did I, you fist fight? No, I basically told him it was all good. I was I was grumpy. I, it was a whole plethora of things that led up to that. So, yeah. No, I, I explained it away. So the air has been cleared. Seems like it. Yeah. Gil's gonna start taking some initiative. He's gonna start picking up. That I'm not sure of. I I, I don't really anticipate that being the case. But he knows you're he's, not happy he's, about he's it. He's kind of like I mean it, I'm the yeah, same. I don't I'm, think we're better off here. I'm very much the same way. I, I know who I am at this point. I'm not really going to change who I am at this point. So I, he has a similar mindset in that regard. So this is just going to continue. Some more passive aggressiveness. I'll try to leave that to the side moving forward, but. And be more maybe. direct. Where, like, one, scale one to 10, 10 is I cannot live with this guy anymore. I'm out of here. Where are you at in your gill frustration? Like, are we even past a two or a three? Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, maybe four. Whoa. All right, we get to like six or seven. I'm gonna get nervous. <laughs> I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get nervous because ten means like I'm. I'm. I'm out. I can't do it. Can't anymore. do it anymore. Yeah. So if we're at, if we're approaching a four, Roush, that's not nothing. Mm, no, you know, nothing. not no. nothing. We need to take our first commercial break before I went into the studio today. I went into a Thornton's so I could feel the chill. Thirty-two ounce. Soft drink, Get only 89 cents. Gave him a dollar. There. Said, keep the change. Winked at her, and she called her HR resources. I'm just kidding. But I did give him a dollar, and but I did take the change. It uh, does always feel good. They gave too. me a Nickelback. It was cool. Ooh. Started singing some Nickelback. How did we end up like this? Two bananas for a dollar, what was it, 19, I think? Not bad. Fresh fruit. They look good. They had good color on them. And then, Roush, I know we mentioned the breakfast sandwiches at Thornton's, and those looked delicious. Got one yesterday after the show. It was just a Monday where I needed I needed the Thornton's. Yeah, fuel up at Thornton's, do it. I'm surprised. Like, they have salad options, too. They have this little, like, frozen, not a frozen section, but a refrigerated, cool section. Like a dairy sort of thing. Yeah, it's like a lunch. You can get lunch sandwiches. You can get salads. They, I'm just always floored with all the options at a Thornton's. And then when I, even on the 89-cent soft drink, the lady was like, "Well, punch in your rewards number so you get the you get the points for it. So easy. You don't have to carry around a card. All you got to do is just remember your phone number. I appreciate Thornton's pumps working and functioning properly. It's oh, something that I don't nice. take for granted. Uh, sometimes you'll like punch in the number. It'll be like, eh, 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 wrong number. Can't read the card. Please go inside and see cashier. Not at Thornton's. You don't have to worry about it there." Download the app. Become a Refreshing Rewards member today. We're going to get to the grab-and-go texters. After this break, Cats take on Vanderbilt tonight down in Nashville. This is KRC on the Big O. Okay. You should always find you got to saddle up your balls. You've got to draw a hard line. When the gun smoke settles, we'll sing a victory tune. And we'll all meet back at the local saloon. We'll raise up our glasses against evil forces singing Whiskey for my men, beer for my horses How do you like me now? How do you like me now? Now that I'm on my way You still think I'm crazy Standing here today I couldn't 
back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, celebrating Toby Keith's life with some Toby Keith Tuesday. Well, you'll get your Country Thursday on Thursday. Will Toby Keith be making an appearance in Country Thursday, Scoots? Uh, yeah, I might have to just do another Toby. Yeah, I Toby think I, it, it's a, there's a lot of deep cuts there. In there are. There are plenty of songs Th- that, to go around for a two-hour radio show. That song, too. I mean, how many... How many times have you had that moment too, where you like see, you know, you may might be creeping on social media or something. It's different than when that song was made. Now you can kind of gloat about where you are versus your ex virtually. Back then, though, she just had to listen to him on his ra- on a radio. Which you know that they're. Actually- I know that you're talking. You were bringing this around to like a broad conversation, but I was like, man, Roush really been thinking about his ex a lot lately. <laughs> <laughs> it is a, the song does take on a little bit of a different uh, style back when it was but released. Then he got to constantly gloat because he was on her radio, right? She had to turn him on, and you know what? I hope, hope there's someone out there right now turn on the radio. Like, damn it, Nick's on the radio again. Or they're like in the car with their. <laughs> Their husband and they're thinking, oh, now I got to listen to my ex talk on talk on the radio. Yeah, you don't dump somebody at Outback and get away with it. All yeah. right, all right, just yeah, doesn't nice happen. Try. Not in this day and age. All right, so Scoot's gonna be playing the Toby Keith for us today, all day, all day. It's gonna. I've I've already decided. It's gonna be on Spears. It's gonna be on Rutherford. You're not playing hooky for those shows today. No, I I gotta do it. I'd like to. I I need to probably, but. I I'm here. Think Mike, he's not big about like germs and stuff like that. He's he get his advice. Go in there, cough and sneeze, and see what he thinks. <laughs> Let's get to the grab and go Thornton's Texers on the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Billy Big Blue says the cats better put a boot in Vandy's ass tonight. I got big money on giving eight. Billy Big Blue. Yeah, I like the over better, but it's almost suspicious, Roush. Like, 151, Kentucky's giving up points to everybody. Enough points to go around. But, Vandy doesn't score a ton of points. Yeah, but how many... You, you know what Jerry Stackhouse does against Kentucky. UK they run plays and get wide open shots. You're going to see a lot of that tonight. That's just it's what they do. So, I, I, I think the over is the better bet. I don't... Eight or nine points without DJ Wagner and the current, just we don't know what the heck's going on with UK. Just seems like a lot of points to me. Uh, so I'm probably going to stay away from the line, but let's see. Vandy, yeah, their, their I, recent off, let's see the last time they, they put up 70 points. Keep looking, scrolling. First game SEC play against Alabama where they put up 75. 78-75 in that one, which would get us our over for what it was worth. 78-75 would get us the over. Uh, this is a good time because I'm, I'm at the point now where I, I don't have a good feel on the team. Um, I was in Alabama Saturday, so I couldn't bet Tennessee. Um, felt pretty good about that one. But um, 60 Minutes did a big gambling, sports gambling thing on Sunday. And this is a good reminder that while we talk about things in a gambling aspect, like I'm not – I'm picking and choosing my favorite plays wisely. You should do the same as well at home and wager responsibly because um, there's some people out there who just, they, they get hooked and then they don't stop. Uh, but the bigger concern I oh, have yeah, it can be super addicting. is just that 
some folks, I, I just don't want uh, some folks' lack of self-control to ruin the fun for everyone. We're just getting it now. It's a lot of fun. Um, but there's that report, it sounded a lot of alarms. I think what is uh, a wise choice, so the guy that filed a bunch of lawsuits against Big Tobacco, and his initial winnings were about advertising, I think you are going to see that change in a couple of years. Whereas, like, instead of seeing Kevin Hart and DraftKings commercials, you know, every five seconds during an NFL game, they'll probably have to start scaling those back in some form or fashion. Um, hopefully that is the... So you won't get your big bucks, is what you're saying. Hopefully that's, like, the maximum amount. Well, they'll still probably be able to advertise, but it might just be limited to, you know, not just in your face all the time. But essentially, they're trying to litigate more regulation into it. I don't think that's necessarily the worst thing. Um, but I, I do th- like when when you see some of these people in there and they're just like, "Well, I got action on everything." It's like, well, that's not how you like. Obviously, the Vegas they have the upper hand. Like, I, I hope everybody knows that that those people with all the money they have the money for the reason they're making money off of you. You, it's hard to get an edge unless you're. Picking and choosing wisely. Unless you're following the sports talker on Big X Sports Radio's Best Woo-hoo! Bets. 7 to 9, Monday through Friday. No, it, you're right. Yeah. Uh, I hope people do realize that. I, I think that, I, th- I would hope people do. You know, gambling, like anything, it's a vice. It can be addictive. you got to be smart about it. It's got to be for fun. If you're actually, like, trying to pay your, pay your rent with uh, gambling money, then you're doing it for all the wrong reasons. But if it's like, hey, I would just want $5 on this game because it makes it a little bit more fun for yeah, me. It's a fun, it can that, be a fun a, hobby. Then yeah. that could be enjoyable. But it, it but should, should probably stay it's a hobby. like, hey, baby's got to eat this week. I really need to hit this parlay. Then you, you need to stop. When you guy need, who's like, stop. yeah, my direct deposit just went into my account as soon as I got it. It's like, well, that's it's not smart. <laughs> uh, you're going to piss it away. John here. Good game day morning. Let's go get this victory. Wow, seems like forever ago since the last victory for the Cats. By gosh, we have to win tonight. I'm just going to be honest with everyone. There's no way I could take a loss tonight against Vandy. I could not do this, but I think some of the fan base would be outside Coach Cal's house before he would get home. I'm nervous in a bad way about it. Well, got to go. Whoa, Talk to you later. This well, is this is new. We never get this nervous, John. Uh, John was very. He's kind of turned a little bit. He he was very negative on Saturday night during the post game show. He's upset. He's not happy about it. By the way, I think Cal's probably going to be spending the night in Nashville with the fam at their other house. That makes sense, wouldn't it? Game doesn't end till. Yeah, no, it, it makes yeah. sense. Just, but if you're gonna go outside Cal's house tonight, don't because he, he's not. He won't even. He won't, be he, won't, he won't even be there. You shouldn't do it anyways. But yeah, he won't. He won't be there tonight. It's a big one, John. One they need to win. Another texter says, "I can think of 62 million reasons why Missouri has had more football success than Kentucky." Did you see that yesterday? I did not until this text came yeah. in, but I saw it today. That's uh, an anonymous a lo- donor. A lot of guacamole. Donated $62 million. 50 of it's just going to stadium upgrades, and the other 12 is going into their nil coffers, which that is. So $12 million for Missouri football to play with in terms of buying players. It's a nice little increase to the salary cap. Imagine having $62 million to just donate. I, I agree. That's disgusting. Also, just like it's a private donor, but just imagine like you're a, fr- like you're a cousin of that person. Like, do you think that cousin has a good life? No. Did you? Because people with money don't share that money. 
Well, well, I mean that this would prove the I mean, exact opposite of that with their family. Given sixty million don't, don't, dollars away, I don't feel like families get a chunk of the money because they're all they're. You all, heard of trust funds? Well, true. I think Scoots is alluding to like extended family, but if I had a cousin and they were giving their favorite sports team sixty-two million dollars to be good at sports, and I hadn't like I'm living in a crappy house and I can't send my kid to good school, to good college or something like that, or I'm just barely getting by, I would be, I'd be frustrated with that. Do you ask? I, I would, oh, I, I don't know. It's a good question. I, th- I think I would ask like, Hey, I think you I'd think, be sarcastic about it. You think you could spare an extra like half mil, you know, just write me a checkup. Yeah. But they probably already, if they're That's in what that, we're asking. if you're in that situation though, because most people with $62 million to give away are surrounded by other people with money. You know, like if you're to the point where to, you're struggling, they'll probably take but care. But there's somebody in that person's life that's given away $62 million. Maybe it's like the cleaner at their house, and they're just thinking to themselves, like, I would have taken $5,000. Like, <laughs> you could have given me $5,000, and I would have been so happy. Well, they might get that at Christmas. Maybe. Maybe yeah. they already do. Maybe everybody, maybe every single person in that person's life feels well compensated, and nobody's upset about it. I just think there has to be somebody, when they find out, they gave $62 million? We we haven't been able to afford a car for two weeks. Well, did you see uh, it, it, it It was an anonymous donor, which brings me back to the Michael Scott um, when he talked about being a donor. And going to, wow, this, this hospital wing, it's an anonymous donor. It's like, you know who that was? Yeah, it was Michael Scott. How do I know that? I'm Michael Scott. Who do you think this person was? Uh, pro- it would be really funny if it was a journalism person there, because that's all I know Missouri for. <laughs> but it would be very funny if, I mean, you were talking about some some ethic integrity stuff. Um, but from a practical standpoint, twelve million dollars is significant to the nil coffers. That's oh yeah, that's that's, that's significant, especially when they are competing against Texas and Oklahoma for a lot of the same guys. We've got blue coats going to people's doors, pulling out guns, asking for five dollars to the collective fifteen club, and then you've got Missouri just having a dude drop twelve million like it's nothing. And secondly, I'd be like, if I'm a Missouri fan, it's like, how how much money exactly do we need for the stadium upgrades? Because I like you that's, know that's like, where I'm thinking is I, like I'm the same way. Can we get twelve million to stadium upgrades and fifty million into the nil coffers? Here, here's one thing that's stupid though. I love the word people, coffers. People talk about uh, why are cities subsidizing billionaires' stadiums with taxes? It's like, why Why would we... They're billionaires. Why can't they just pay for it? Same thing. Why Why do we have to pay for the college players? No, Roush, you got to buy season tickets. You got to take your ass up to Lexington. You got to tailgate for seven hours. And then on top of that, you need to go drop more money in the money well after the game. <laughs> It's you just, remember the money well. It's just like how back asswards is all of this. From which, the people that brought you the money well, which if you're to, or if you're new to KRC, it was quite literally we were going to put a well on campus, and after mm-hmm. big wins, you just threw money down the well, and it was given to UK's milk collective. And then players they can get, drop their bucket down there and scoop up some money after if they play well. Yeah, and everybody gets to watch and cheer them on. It's kind of like you know the hurricane win money grab things, but this is just a magical money well where they dip their bucket down. Oh my gosh, you got the one with. You know, $12,000 in it. Hope you come back for a great, sophomore great year. Great scoop. But from the people who brought you the money well, Coffer Corner. 
Ooh. at the corners of Kroger Field, we put literal ginormous golden coffers, and people just put the money in there. Ooh, but we need them to somewhat be clear so you can see it stacking up. It's like when you would do a penny war when you were that's a kid, good, and you put them in the yeah. big bottles, and you say, ooh, we're almost to our goal. That's a good That's a good point. Ooh, so you, you like stick the like bills in and it counts them? Different corners of the stadium, whichever corner has the most, you get like a free dress down day the next game. Pizza party for, ooh, your, for your section. My sons, if you if I bring in, so I brought in stuff for his fish fry raffle basket. He can choose from a homework pass, dress down day, or get this mega ice cream Sunday bar. Whoa! If I mean, it, well, if what, what what kid is not? I mean, that's an those, easy. Those decision. are the options for a like a, a five year old kid. Mega ice cream Sunday <laughs> bar every time. Which last night. We had breakfast for supper. Uh, that was what we gave Duke some options. He picked that out. Yummy. And uh, pancakes were on it. And it's like, do you want a small pancake or do you want a mega pancake? <laughs> <laughs> so naturally, he picked the mega. Then we gave him the mega pancake. He's like, whoa, that's too big. And he's like, well, you said you wanted mega. And he's like, yeah, but I wanted medium mega. And it's like, I don't think you understand what medium mega means. Mega. <laughs> Valuable lesson, and we sat there until he ate the whole thing. <laughs> Took six hours. He was crying. It was, it was Brucey the chocolate cake. <laughs> you can do it, Bruce. <laughs> Kirby texts in, says, "Heads up, I know it's mainly defense as the reason people are scoring, but just looked up Josiah Jordan James previous four games scoring wise, and can you guess his point total? Six. He scored six total effing points over four games before Kentucky." Yeah, and he's like a 30% three-point shooter as well. Yeah, hit four threes. Which is, again, you know, we want everybody to gamble safely, but you you can get Vanderbilt guard player props right now. I believe it's Kyron and Tyron. Don't they have it, Kyron and Tyron? <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, which Here's the thing about Jerry Stackhouse. I think Jerry Stackhouse is a quality X's and O's basketball coach. The man just runs off talent left and right, though. He's had some good players, and... There's usually only two or three of them. Can't get enough of them. Uh, Dylan Disu ran off to Texas. I thought he, he didn't really do much there, but I thought he was quality basketball player there. They've had some some decent guys over the years, but he just has a way of running them off. Yeah, I think X's and O's, he normally does a good job. But, yeah, you get Ira Zemejan, you get Tyron Lawrence over uh, 14.5 and 15.5 and respectively there. I would probably take the overs. People are scoring more than their average against UK. Maybe both of them don't hit, but I guarantee you one of them do. All right, we're going to take our first uh, end hour one. I'm going to go get a mega coffee. A mega coffee, maybe a medium mega coffee. Take it easy, buddy. Uh, we'll figure this stuff out with UK basketball. We'll read your text as well. Fun second hour coming up next. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X. Okay. Now, Red Solo Cup is the best receptacle for barbecues, tailgates, fairs, and festivals, and you, sir, do not have a pair of testicles if you prefer drinking from glass. Hey, Red Solo Cup is cheap. Over? You say over? I heard no family! Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Replay of the show 9 to 11. Get Kentucky Roll Call wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. We appreciate you listening. 
do want to remind you about our friends at Salsaritas, one of their two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. You can celebrate the big game with Salsaritas, and they're even making it a little cheaper to do so. $5 off your next Three Amigos order. doesn't have to be for the big game this weekend. It can be for anything. Use the code Three Amigos on your Salsaritas app when you're checking out. And yes, that's three big tubs of guacamole, salsa, and queso. And you can mix and match them. Oh. You, you can get 16 ounces of queso and 32 ounces of hot salsa if that's what you want. If you want, you can go the full 48 ounces of queso. If you're just like, I need as much cheese, please, as you will let me. They'll Man, do it. I'm just $5 off promo code three, the number three, Amigos. When you download the Salsaritas app today, $5 off. I'm wildly so, addictive chips. so excited for Super Bowl Sunday nachos because that is one of the better Super Bowl snacks. But just remember, if you fill up your – you put your toppings in a separate bowl, you don't cover the chips. Don't want to make those chips soggy. Yeah. So good, though. Don't forget the fresh seasoning as well. That's right. We'll get back to the Thornton's text line, 502-414. Keep them coming. Super Bowl snap. Roush is going to tell us who UK's next offensive coordinator is, though. The more I hear about Touchdown Buster, the more I like him. Because also, Touchdown Buster. Brock, the, instead of Dave and Busters, we got the Brock and Busters. Like, there's just so much potential here if you hire a guy named Buster Faulkner. Uh, but we haven't, still haven't had any names officially leaked out. I know Bruce Feldman uh, mentioned Faulkner. He's in same circles with a lot of agents, so I would imagine he is a legit candidate, uh, at least one that wanted his name floated around there. Um, he did uh, apparently turn down Petrino, uh, the job that Petrino took at Arkansas uh, last go-around, so that's something to consider. Uh, but the big news from yesterday was that Kentucky got a huge commitment without an offensive coordinator from four-star wide receiver Quentin Simmons. I like this this kid a lot. I've committed to a nil agreement. I don't need an offensive coordinator. I do. It's just like, what did he commit to? Well, just here, the school. Just like I like UK. I like Stoops. I like these other guys that are recruiting this me. Is, this is a big Vince win. Vince has been and recruiting this guy says, for a hey, while. You know, whoever we get on offense, I promise you, you're going to fit into that system. That makes sense. That can work because. So, first and foremost, Vince has that school. They got a good player. He's probably going to get him, except for Chris Henry Jr., who's the number one receiver in America uh, that just finished his sophomore year. He's going to Ohio State. Pretty much any other one. You got Terrain Nichols last year, who's top 200 cornerback in the country. Uh, top 10 player from the state of Ohio in the last class. Now he's getting Simmons. So, Chris Oates' brother coaches at this school in Cincinnati, Withrow. The offensive coordinator there used to be at Wayne High School, which I believe Vince got three guys from Wayne to Kentucky over the years. Uh, Ahmad Wagner, uh, Cash Gilliam, who ended up transferring out, and he recruited Blue Smith uh, out of there, who was actually still playing college football uh, like a year ago at Western Kentucky. Um, transferred quite a few times since initially committing to Ohio State. But this goes without saying, just Vince has a lot of ties there. And that program produced some good players. And what I like about Simmons is Simmons was playing next to Chris Henry Jr., who, like I said, number one receiver in America in his class. He was still performing at a high level while playing receiver next to this guy. Same thing goes with Teron Nichols, who was a kick returner. 
Well, Simmons was returning kicks for touchdowns too. He was taking handoffs out of the backfield. Uh, the versatility there. You, you, triple threat, you hear about that a lot. What's What do you call him now? Three-level scorer in mm-hmm. college basketball. That's the fun catchphrase. But this guy really is uh, everything you want in an athlete because a lot of times with these fast guys too, they want to avoid contact. Like, I mean, he's taking handoffs and cutting through traffic, right? Shifting in and out. So this is a significant win, and you've got to feel good about it because it happened early without an offensive coordinator. And if – you know, as long as Vince is around next year, he's probably going to be stay committed, um, and that that's why you pay him the big bucks, right? To be able to get these big recruiting wins. We talk about the offensive line, and it, it helps when you've got good guys nearby. Same thing for receiver, man. Having Dane Key nearby, having Quentin Simmons nearby, like th- this could be a big time player for the Cats down the road. And I I I don't think we can oversell it too much because I, I I am that I'm that bullish on this kid. I think he's gonna be a big time player. Well hopefully he is and hopefully he stays committed to Kentucky. I I don't like the somebody you get a good commitment and the first thing you do is say, well is he gonna decommit? I would worry about somebody from Cincinnati if Ohio State wanted to make him a priority somewhere down the road. But in the meantime, that's a nice thing. It's a good deal. Any good news for any program, oh, I'll they, take it. They, at need, this they need it. <laughs> but 2025 kid doesn't really move, you know, as a recruit, doesn't move the needle well, as much in this day and age, which is kind of crazy that that's where we're at in college football, but that is where we're at in college football. The um, the thing, too, that you have to uh, – you're right, like with early – like Gerald commit, Mincy committed around this time and then ended up at Florida and then transferred two places and now he's back in Kentucky. But – Something to consider just from a roster standpoint. I know Kentucky's been recruiting receiver, receiver, but all of their top receivers are probably going to be in there last year, this fall. Mm-hmm. So you needed to have some big guys in this high school recruiting class, and uh, this is one of them. He's top 300 right now, and he's um, only going to go up. Um, one other thing to consider too, TJ, some, I think it's a significant development of the weekend. Uh, Dwayne Galloway is kind of a similar recruit to Tarion Nichols. Where he's, I think, I think in our own three industry ranking, he's like the number one eighteen overall player. But Ohio State already has three top one hundred cornerbacks committed. So Galloway was in Lexington for Junior Day. He's still a top ten player in Ohio. That that could be another big time get at a spot that you have to recruit well because guys have been leaving early. Yeah, well, let's hope. Let's hope. We'll keep our eyes on football and then spring practice. Have they have no spring any, game announced yet? No, no spring game announced yet. No, still still waiting on that. Senior bowl was last week though. Drew Phillips and Ray Davis seem to do pretty well. Do other teams have their spring game dates announced? Yeah, I feel like they've happened over the last couple of weeks. We saw South Carolina share one. Auburn U of L announced theirs last week. Auburn shared their spring game and. And then noted that we know fans will be at the Final Four to watch the Tigers, but wow. we'll still have opportunities for them to watch in Houston or something like that. You know? A connected athletic department wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be fun? Having you know, hey, we're gonna. I, I mean, I don't think Auburn's the bastion of connectedness and alignment when it comes to athletic departments. Why not? What's the story there? You, you, 
seen do we need his refresh button yeah what 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 am i missing so much Hugh Freeze, Brian Harson, just like their rotating cast of characters every year. They had their oh, yeah. AD they, 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 who get, got, they get along with the basketball program. Everybody seems to play nice there when they're well, together. For now, but like they had a coup recently and their they AD had, got fired. They had those for two, new AD. They had those two coaches, uh didn't like Brian Harson and then they didn't uh Auburn make a video when like the Cal Stoop stuff was going on talking about how close they were together. Yeah, and then they fired Harson because he stunk. Um, yeah, well coaches, then, coaches stink. They've yeah, had seven different play callers in seven different seasons. For sounds, the football like, program. sounds like Kentucky football to me. Yeah. Oh, did yeah. you all see the uh, Johnny Broom, Morgan Freeman stuff this weekend? I did. That was yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, suck at Johnny Broom. He thought uh, Morgan Freeman kind of like just grabbed his jersey and just like to say hi, and he thought it was just like a raucous fan. So he slapped his hand away, and Janai Broom turned around and was like, oh, my gosh, it's Morgan Freeman. He like freaked <laughs> out. <laughs> and he came back later and apologized to him. Very Broom. funny that uh, Morgan Freeman, just a uh, Auburn basketball fan. Ole Miss. Oh, because he was at the oh okay. yeah. I, all, right, all right, he's a big Ole Miss fan. He's, got, he's been to some Kentucky games. Down there. It's wild how old he is. He doesn't look as old as he is. Oh, well, he played. Uh, he played God. That's true. Was he seventy eight? Uh, no, I think he's in his eighties. Hang on, eighty six. Yeah, eighty six. Yeah. Eighty six and looking good. Isn't that nuts? I, I think it's crazy too because we've only known Morgan Freeman as an older person. So we just, he's like a timeless wonder, which, yeah, crazy. 86 is crazy. Uh, get some, some more texts? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Why not? I, yeah. I felt like there was one other football thing. Oh, you see where the Washington State president's being a real, trying to do the money grab for the college football playoff? That the, the stuff with the non-sports sports stuff is just really exhausting right now with the NCAA and the college football playoff. Because no, I haven't seen that. It's just all like um, every day. There's some sort of new details, and I'm at the point now where I'm like, can we just get to the finish line? Like you're so essentially, they had an agreement for the new 12 team playoff. The Pac-12 dissolved, so now they're trying to get a new agreement. That's what they're spending the last two days or yesterday and today in Houston trying to figure out. And the Washington State guys like, hey. Us in Oregon State, we you have to get our vote, but we want some revenue too. And they're like, no, dude, it's Washington State and Oregon. So that's the deal. And then you had the National Labor Relations Board say that Dartmouth is an employee. Their basketball players are employees, and they can unionize. Um, but they've done this before. This happened 10 years ago. They told Northwestern you could unionize, and then they appealed it, and then they said, no, you can't unionize. So, like, there's a big stink about it, but I just think that it's like, okay, well, maybe they can, but also... Yeah, just let me know what the final thing yeah, is on that. Yeah, because, like, it, it was news, but, the, but the, the final news isn't finalized. Like, there's still a ways to go to it. And then, even if they say they can, they are employees and they can unionize, then they have to unionize. Then they have to collect a bargain. So, like, there's a lot of... Yeah. So let me know what ends up with that. The Washington State, Oregon State stuff is interesting. Just go away, you two. Um, but I admittedly don't know a ton about that. One thing I do like, though, is that Greg Sankey is kind of just being like, all right, I've played nice with you all. I'm just going to kind of take over and do what is best for everybody. Yeah. So, so that's why I'm, I mean, I'm kind of glad. I don't think we're too far away from the Big Ten and the SEC just being like, hey, guys, we're, we're going to make the rules. Yeah. You guys are in and want to play against us. That's cool. If you guys want to make your own rules, that's also cool. We're, they, 
We're 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 gonna we're gonna cowboy this thing. They at least started nice by saying we're gonna form an advisory committee, and he's like, "Oh, we're being nice." And then uh, as they've talked more and more, they're like, "But if we don't like what we see, we'll just do what we want." And it's like, "Yeah, okay, fine by me." Yeah. Because here's the thing, TJ. I don't. You weren't. I, a lesson I learned from being in a fraternity is it's good to be democratic. But if you're too democratic, then nothing gets done. Eventually, two or three people have to make decisions instead of 20. Because when you got 20, nobody can agree on anything. But two or three people get together, you can solve the problems. Hopefully, Petiti and Sankey, it sounds like they're at least on the same page here to where instead of having 10 athletic directors and administrators and Jack Swarbrick from Notre Dame, like, oh, just Greg Sankey, you and Petiti, just go figure it out. It seems like probably where we're going to head to. I wanted to just weigh in on Buster Faulkner potentially being UK's offensive coordinator. I read Adam Luckett's just preview of him, just kind of a background, suggest you do as well. When there's a candidate, Luckett does that. It's always entertaining. But that Buster Faulkner sounds like Mark Stoops, chef kiss first choice. Like he isn't going to play too fast. He doesn't. He's, he, he'll bring in the big boys for a, a couple tough yards if need mm-hmm. be, but he will spread it around and he's averaged over 30. You know, he's, he's got the numbers to suggest that he's a good offensive coach, but he is flexible with the way that he can call a game and, and do that. That it's very, it sounds appealing. like a, it sounds like a younger Eddie Grant. I mean, like that's what it was reading to me when reading Luckett. Well, so the other part too, the note Stoops talked a lot in December about needing to go no huddle because stuff was taking too long. And it's like, oh, well, they don't have, they didn't have a problem with that at Georgia Tech last year. No, and, he, and he's won where he's been. He's done good things where he's been. The track record checks out. And he's somebody that jumps around a ton. Like he's very, he know it, it looks like somebody that's trying to move up the ladder. All right. Well, I think he'd probably take the Kentucky job, right? Cause that'd be moving up the ladder. Him turning down the Arkansas job was a bit, of a surprise to me, Roush, and maybe you could have more reason as to I, why he'd do that. I think it's the uncertainty there because Sam Pittman's on the hot seat. Didn't know if KJ Jefferson was going to stick around or not. I, yeah, that yeah. that that makes a lot of sense to me. But this is somebody that I don't think you know expect to have for the next five or six years that UK call and plays. But, but man, if he's forty-two, this is the up and getting an up and comer does make you feel a little bit more inspired about the future of the program than getting like a Joe Moorhead. Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You you can you can break it down a bunch of different ways. Like if you if this really is maybe getting towards the end of the Stoops era, maybe just getting great X and O guys who could really coach and develop and scheme would be the way to go. If Stoops is still just you know he still sees five years of him being the head coach at UK, maybe a younger guy is the way to go, and you can continue to get good players in. Uh, Buster hopefully could be able to recruit a little bit. He's got good track records in areas where Kentucky does recruit. So it's just what we don't know what the future holds, but I could see it either way on this sort of thing. But if you're looking for like an independent, strong-minded person who's going to have the total keys to the offense, Buster Faulkner reminds me of somebody that Mark Stoops could kind of push around a little bit. And like when push comes to shove, hey, I need you to run the ball here. I need you to control some clock. And maybe that's not what's going on with Mark Stoops and the offensive coordinators whatsoever, but a lot of people think that's what's going on, and it seems like sometimes in games we get worried that, oh, no, is conservative Stoops taking over the offense here? 
I think he'd be able, if if there is any truth to that, if people buy into those notions, I think that'd still apply to Buster Faulkner. Like he's still going to, Stoops is still going to probably have his thumb over him if he has had his thumb over the other offensive coordinators. But, but just looking at his track record, I think Buster would know that, that Stoops is, is the head man. And he is. He's the head coach, so it checks out. But that was my take. I think it'd be all right. It doesn't really move the needle in a big way for me. Pretty sure he, I mean, he got his start too as a as a coach with Chris Hatcher. Who do you remember that name, Chris Hatcher? I do, I he, do. It, and I also read Luckett that he was like on. He was being coached by Kirby Smart and I think Will Muschamp. Yeah, they were like, on the staff at Valdosta State when he was a player there. Yeah, so um, the guy's been around like genius football minds. Yeah, Chris Hatcher career. was the guy who taught Tim, uh, Tim Couch how Mummy's offense. He was the quarterbacks coach for Mummy. Um, and it's been a long time uh, at Valdosta State. Oh, I, I was probably—I think I was thinking of somebody else because yeah. that's not who I was thinking of. Yeah, Chris Hatcher. He was the guy that got the napkin out at Hooters and taught Tim gotcha. the air raid concept. Okay. Yeah. 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 So could be could be a fun, uh, fun full circle moment for the yeah. program. So um, in a in a search that has not yielded very many names publicly, and all the media members are telling us just how quiet they're keeping things over there. Buster Faulkner is. The first. So we'll see. We'll see if it's him. I think we can do better. I don't know if they real I don't know if they realistically can. I just I just I'm gonna go ahead and say I think we can do better. I would be easily sold on him though. I think, I, I don't think, be, it's I think the he's worst, one of the easier sellers. better than just like promoting with within, but I do wonder maybe it ends how up much... being a great hire, but I just think on, on the surface it's like good, not amazing. Well, Tommy Reese did uh he was officially announced as the Browns' tight end coach, so you can kind of scratch that one off the board. Um, do wonder how much of this quietness is like? Let's we're going to kick tires on big names first, like hey, you know the whole Will Stein thing, that sort of deal. Not sure how much you can get out of that, but you know, well, we'll certainly see. I would hope that we would know something by the end of the week, so we're going to keep on playing the waiting game. And until then, we got Kentucky basketball to watch tonight. Which glad we're back on the Tuesday. Schedule, uh, it's going to be a little bit later. But hey, I think I I'm I mark me down as a, a RSVP for in for the Dash Hubs post game. Wow, Ooh, wow, that's, that's huge. a late night. I, I don't, you don't need to write checks that you're late, but well, can't cash. The or, thing is, though, is some sometimes it's like uh, like most nights I write the morning post afterwards, and so you know I'm I'm gonna be I'll be locked in. I've only missed two, Roush. Well, you get you you don't feel obligated, but if you're around, hop on in. Yeah. They're fun. They yeah. can be therapeutic for folks. I will not be going till one, whatever or one o'clock. What if, right. what if the cats lose? If the cats lose, I'll go an hour. May let's see. I would I would approach midnight, but I would not go past midnight. That's a fact, Jack. Win or lose, we're not going past midnight tonight on the Dash Clips post game show, which you can find on my social media, on Twitter. Uh, well, you can't because I'm shadow banned, but just look for me really hard. <laughs> yeah, you can't. At TJ Walker Radio. Uh, the Big Exports Radio account has your Twitter. Exactly. There, you can go to the Big Exports Radio account, do the shortcut. That's there. how I have to do it every single time. Yeah, every time that you do the, the podcast, I notice that like Roush's name's exactly as it auto populates, <laughs> but mine's all lowercase because you're just <laughs> typing it in because you know it won't auto populate. 
I'm a bad boy of Twitter. What can I say? I'll capitalize it today for you. All right. I don't know where we're at on the Thornton's text line, but a lot of people probably not happy about the basketball game. Nope. Um... Oh, and I definitely didn't get to finish. I tried to do the the Friday spaces to finish the text line. And then Dylan Ballard and I, we kept talking about cigars and stuff like that. And then my dog ran away. So I didn't get to finish the Friday text line. Oh, your line. dog so ran away? I'm he, shocked. He ran away. He, he's just messing with me now at this point. Early, it started with him being scared of that stupid smoke detector. Now he just knows that he can get out, although I think I fixed it. So he was just doing it to like to have a little joy run throughout the neighborhood. And then as soon as he'd see my car, he'd just run to the car and hop in. It wasn't like there was like a struggle or I'd be chasing him. But he'd just go run around the neighborhood. And he also, I think he's old, Roush, and just knows that, like, what what are you going to do? Like, you know, yeah. I'm an old oh, dog. Oh, my dog is at that point when it comes to um, stealing snacks from baby. <laughs> just goes, like, takes them. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to get really close and bother him. Like, when you know those little snack cups that you stick, like, your goldfish in? He's just always ready for one of those to fall dude come on by the way Wolver fans stops the slurp fest with jerome tang oh he he beat kansas at home congrats he is 11 and 0 in overtime isn't that crazy that is pretty crazy which that's a good stat there's a lot of bad kentucky stats going around right now i don't feel the thing that I feel bad about the bad Kentucky stats, they're all coming out, and but they have nothing to do with what happened against Tennessee. Yeah, that's like, why. Like that's why it's just you know your normal Cal haters that are just pulling out stats. Because like you can say the stat and like peak stat is crazy that Kentucky has the worst record in the SEC tournament, but like that stat was applicable last April and June and July and all like nothing. And, and, and peak, why'd you why not add 2018 to it? Doesn't fit the the narrative. He start so he started in nineteen. Yeah, oh. yeah he could have done eighteen. You know, like yeah. you're doing it to frame it to look as bad as it is. It should never look that bad. That it's it's yeah. It's not my job to defend the numbers. The numbers are horrible. They shouldn't look as bad as they do. But it does include a, a season of a team that only won nine games. It also includes a season that UK won the SEC by three games but didn't get a chance to add to its SEC tournament win list in that. It's being a little disingenuous. That being said, it should never be that way. It right. should never look that way. It should never be the way that it is. And to bring it up at this time isn't you – like you know, you know it, what you're doing. It's irrelevant to what's happening right now. Yeah. And, it, the, and the, Drew the, Franklin the, doing the, it too. You know what you're I doing. Mean, there's you all a, there's know a, what you're doing with this stuff. I love those guys. But, like, it is not relevant to this team's struggles today. It's hot in the streets, though. People are loving piling on to them. The, the one stat and that – There will be time for all that piling on at the end of the season if this thing keeps going south. The one that – I mentioned it yesterday, the Rick Barnes one. That one's gross and should be noted more often. That Tennessee's won more under Rick Barnes at Rupp than the previous 50 years or whatever. But there was one that uh, – do you follow Wildcat's Tongue? Who's the, one of those anonymous? Oh, yeah, he's, yeah. Part, he's part of the sackback. Of he's course. A great, great uh, Twitter account. And he'll do some good homework. And the homework that I appreciated was – the end of games in NCAA tournament. Did you see that graphic he created where essentially it was just, here's how Kentucky's executed late in games in NCAA oh, I did, tournament. I did see that. Yeah. And essentially the first, what it comes down to first eight years, Kentucky closed last eight years. They have it. And each time they were winning in the final four minutes of the game and they would either collapse or they would win the games. 
It's like been like all collapses. It's like five of the last six. They've had the lead and couldn't close it. So that's the part. If you want to take it back to this team, where I think it could be relevant is that what, what's their only closing time in in this regular season? It was the at Florida the first time. Well, they've they, had a bunch actually. Like yeah, I mean, like you know, the UNC game came down. You had to close out okay, that. Okay, yeah, one. they did that one, but they didn't do. Are you talking about wins? That they've closed out in wins or yeah, losses, but because well, this I, could I can, apply this I, chart, right? That chart could apply because to probably seven games this year. Yeah, I mean, a lot of their losses have been close. Right, exactly. That's my that's my point. Is that like you think of like the Kansas loss, bad late game execution, Kentucky Florida loss, bad there. late game execution. Yep, yep, uh, yep. Tennessee is really the first loss this year that it wasn't like South Carolina. Okay, yeah. Those those are the two where you just kind of got your ass kicked. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, that that was the part where. You kind of hope it would click, and you go back to that Brandon Knight team where you're just like, when are they going to freaking learn how to late game execute? And it was just in the NCAA tournament. They couldn't execute at all during SEC play. They figured it out in the NCAA tournament. Uh, yeah, but the, the the difference with that Brandon Knight team is for as much as they struggled and couldn't find ways to win on the road, they took care of business at home, and they were undefeated yes, at home. Yes, And they didn't lose – to UNC Wilmington at home, and they didn't lose to Florida at home. And the Tennessee loss, again, I, without DJ Wagner, that game, again, Kentucky Roll Call pre- all predicted that they would lose. It, not like not totally out of the blue that that would happen. It's that Florida loss that, that really stinks. And yeah. then now you look back at the schedule, and you're like, well, darn, if you don't blow that game against A&M, you know, then, then you could have that one. The schedule is not terrible. Not you don't look at it and it's like bubble bad or anything like that, but it could even be better, Roush, just on a couple close calls. And yeah, seeing that Wildcats tongue post, it was a reminder that what if you know what if some of those things do just go the other way? Then Cal's probably not in this spot. Yeah. But unfortunate for him, they haven't gone the other way. And I mean, like the St. Peter's game is perfect example because how much goodwill did he lose in that game just because Kentucky couldn't guard freaking Dougie buckets down the stretch, right? How many, how many, how many big shots did he hit, and Kentucky could not. You know, they win that game, they escape, they go on, and uh, I mean, th- that team was kind of clean in life. But even if you just avoid the the upset to the 15 seed, so yeah. much of it just early on, they won those games. Later on, they've lost those games. Basketball, it can be a random sport. How lucky are we that we had Aaron Harrison hit those? Does this just mean that we're due for a really good string of good luck starting this year? We did it, everybody. Thanks, Wildcat Tug. Yep. We're due. We're due. It's tough. It's tough to look at that. I mean, so many heartbreaking losses and just so many like, just do that differently. Just do that differently. Like losing to Kansas State twice in an NCAA tournament. Up two against St. Peter's with 25 seconds left. Just find a way to win that game. You win that game, and like so, things are just so different. Did Washington have a shot to win it against Auburn in the Elite Eight? Yeah. God, that. It was the the perfect little shot he always hit. Yeah, the little little, fadeaway kind of. I call it like the pop-and-shot shot shot for a normal person, like where you just turn around, it's just like gut instinct, I know how to do a -a pop-a-shot. P.J. Washington would do it, but it'd be on like a 10-foot goal and it'd be real basketball. (laughs) But he just turn around and just kind of push the ball up like that and go in every single time. Kiss off the glass. Except for that one. Except for that time. (sighs) Stunk. A texter, again, we don't really know where we're at on the Thornton's text line, so I think that's why we're kind of stalling. 
Um, there's, I mean, there's just a bunch. Do we do we just start at the bottom? Read we can just start yesterday. Let's scroll, scrolling, scrolling. Worst part about that is that I don't even find myself getting angry anymore. I'm just disheart- disheartened. I'm tired of losing to teams we are more talented than. I've been a cow butt slapper since day one, but the program needs something new. I understand that there are there may be dark days after cow, but repeatedly losing at home to teams you're better than is also pretty dark days. I'm just exhausted being a fan right now. What do you all hope for? The next great recruiting class. It will be another opportunity to be better than a team and lose. I'm over this whole thing. Yep, lot, that that was an after the game text, and we totally, you know, we we were right there with you. There's a lot of that fatigue, and, and that's just that we, happens. I just, it, it's hard to do, and there's going to be more losses. I mean, they're probably going to at minimum probably lose at Auburn, probably lose at Tennessee, but there there, there may even be more surprise losses along the way. Just with the big picture stuff, Roush, it's impossible. I don't want to tell people, like, don't talk about it. You all can talk about what you want to talk about. It's just, it's hard to really, like, get into it deeply when so much is uncertain. Yeah. And for me, a lot of it, I understand why the big picture stuff is happening. And that's a byproduct of sucking the last five years. Like, that's that when you don't live up to your standards and you don't do the fun things that make us have fun and enjoy watching this game, then. Like that, that just adds up. So people are going to go back to that well because we're still hurt by it. So I understand it, but as I, you know, wrote about yesterday, like I just can't, I can't do that anymore. Like from a, I want to, I understand where the texture is, where you don't want to get your expect. Like a lot of people do this, and I did it last year. You get your expectations up, and you feel like you're Charlie Brown, and Lucy's just pulling the ball away mm-hmm. from you time and time again. And I kind of resigned myself to the fact I'm going to remain optimistic though about this team, just because. It's more fun for me if I can just like be optimistic going into the games, hope for the best, and just ride this thing out because, um, you know, it could be fun. I'm not expecting them to go on it as much anymore, but I do know that this team is still capable of playing good basketball. So I'm going to, I'm going to just remain optimistic instead of debating. It's kind of, um, uh, Big Cat did this with the Bears. Like, where you hear people like rationalizing their fandom and, the whole, like, you know what? I'm not going to just debate on who the Bears are going to take with the number one overall pick. I'm just going to trust the GM because, like, what, what it's just going to drive me mad. So, like, that's kind of where I'm at. I don't want to drive myself mad being manic every game. I'm just going to cheer for him, hopefully get a win, and uh, not be too crazy about it. <laughs> then just, like, fast forward to UK losing and Roush just freaking out at home. It's, like, oh. easier said than done. Yeah, no, it's a good— oh, it's a- My mom was like— Nick, you need to calm down watching that game where I'm mother effing somebody for it was Reed not grabbing the ball with two hands. Uh, I'm just like cussing up a storm. But she's like, What is wrong with you? I'm like, Mom, this is me being contained right now. Like this is I'm I'm feeling great. I'm not even that upset. But you know, you just gotta let your F U muscle flex every once in a while. And that will do that when it's like again, Kentucky fans, another team is just going off. It's their night. They went on a last second shot. We'll be mad. We'll be frustrated. We'll talk about it, but it's such a different like conversation and watching and viewing experience than if the other team just beats you for 50-50 balls. Which who did the media opportunity yesterday? Chuck Martin, Bruiser, Bruiser, Bruiser said that he was like, "Yeah, they beat us for a bunch of 50-50 balls." Yeah, that stuff can't happen. That will lead to Roush getting in trouble with his mother, based on you all. It's not Roush's fault. That's your all's fault. You all need to not do those stupid things. Like again, I think Kentucky fans are pretty smart. I actually think, 
like this reaction is warranted and healthy and relatively normal. There's the same doom and gloomers that are just miserable and annoying, but like people shouldn't be happy with an 0 and 2 week at home. That is that's not good. That's for for seasons with national championship expectations and for seasons where you're not going to make the tournament. An 0 and 2 week or Rupp arena to two rivals in conference is unacceptable. And it's not like I think this reaction is appropriate. People are upset mm-hmm. and disappointed. I also think it's been somewhat healthy in the sense that like it hasn't been total doom and gloom from all of the fan base. I think Roush, a lot of people have had the exact same mindset that you just summed up. They're like, this stinks. I'm frustrated by this, but I do like this team, so I'm still in on it. I'm still gonna, yeah. you know, follow along and hope that they can figure this stuff out. So much of it. I'm not going to tell you all how to fan or how to feel. Fan and feel how you want to feel. But I do, if Kentucky can get healthy, they can be as good as anybody in the country. Not defensively. Not even close to that. But they can put up points on anybody. And they are probably the best offensive team in the country when they are healthy. So that's, again, as I say so often, that's not nothing. That can matter. If they're not healthy, they're not a great team. They're like a getting by sort of team. And that's maybe where we're going to be at tonight. But Dillingham can go for 35 at any given time. We know Reed is, can be one of the better shooters in college basketball. It's still a fun group, and I'll be I'll be locked in on it. Now, if somebody like Peak is presenting that stuff to be just to showcase how important this SEC tournament is, I get that because Roush, we've we've already it's one game into February and we've already punted on the regular season championship, which is bad. Like that's you know not what we wanted, not good. But we turn our attention now to the SEC tournament. And if UK were to win the SEC tournament, wouldn't we all be excited about that? Like oh, yeah. The SEC being the most loaded that it's yeah. ever been in our entire lifetime. So now we turn our attention to that. And to bring Peak's stat into the equation, while I do think it's somewhat piling on, and I would imagine if they're being honest, they'd be truthful about that, it does paint the emphasis and importance of, like, y'all get right for that. You know, take this next month to get right for that tournament, that event that means so much to UK fans. And hell, Roush, maybe it'll be coming out of the Thursday spot. All the more reason, to, uh, more games for UK fans to enjoy, more wins for UK fans to enjoy, more wins to make that number and those stats not look so ugly as they have been. Because guess what? If you're a top four seed and you don't win your game on Friday, uh, that's going to hurt your stats. That's not going to make those numbers look all pretty because yeah. that's going over. That's not adding a win to the total. Yeah, And that should never happen for UK. I agree with all that. The numbers are ridiculous. But if it's to show an emphasis on how important the SEC tournament will be, I'm cool with that. And let's just start building this thing towards that. Let's let that be a reintroduction to college basketball once UK is healthy, the SEC tournament, run through that, and then be ready for a March run Ooh, to get everybody You get everybody saying, it. like, well, Kentucky, they're coming in hot. There's Watch the sad out. pivot, unfortunately. But that's what we're going to have to do. And I... The stuff with Cal and like not the way Tennessee kind of punked UK, that stuff's unacceptable. But Roush, I think if you're being fair, you, like injuries have totally derailed this season up to this point. The issue is, do they probably, have it in them to to? Pro- yeah, yeah, and I, I think the answer to that is no. But like the the concern is that issues are probably just going to be here the rest of the year. Like issue, injuries are going to be an asterisk on this season, probably all season, unless. Uh, you know, unless DJ gets healthy, Trey heals up, and then we just never look back after that, which I find that hard to believe. I find that scenario hard to envision. 
But injuries are going to be a big talking point, and they should be. But even still, I think there's understanding eventually, for disappointment. Eventually, the results are the results. Yeah. Like, because that's, I mean, it, it doesn't really matter, right? Being like, like, hey, you had a known two week, but your point guard, like, it doesn't make you feel better. Because here's but, the, the thing is, injuries matter in contact. Like, we think so fondly of the Bowden ball because of the injury, right? Like, yeah. that 20. But if you set it on its face value, that is another 7-5 and five stoop season, right? Yeah. So, like, there, there's a little bit of, yes, that's factored in. And then another part of it too is people are also just sick of that being uh yep. a, a, all that that's part that's like the biggest part of the context. Ca- we don't want caveats, we don't want asterisks, we don't want excuses. Even just if win. they're valid, we're just sick of it. We just yeah. want to win. At the end of the day, you just want to fun you know, season. You know who else got injured? Willie Cauley Stein when they went to the national championship game. He was on the bench with a boot on. Yep. We broke his foot in the first round of the NCAA tournament or something like that. Yep. So yeah. So I mean not totally apples to apples, but like the 2011 team start season starts by their five star center being ineligible, and you're relying on a JUCO Josh Harrelson to be the guy. Yeah. Guess what? They made it to a Final Four. They figured, figured it, it out. out. It yep. took them time, but they did. Maybe it's just going to take this team time. Being healthy would be a start, a step in the right direction. Let's take our final break. Come back. Uh, we're doing great on the text line, really all around. Really, it's our best work. We'll yeah. come back. We'll give predictions. Maybe some of our best bets for tonight. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Big X Sports call. Radio. We'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Help us out. Put your name at the top of his list. And the Statue of Liberty started shaking her fist. And the eagle will fly. And it's going to be hell when you hear my Welcome the back. One final second. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Head on over to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code Big X for 40% off. They've got men's sunglasses, polarized, women's, kids, snow goggles, prescription. Golf is right around the corner. We've got some exciting golf news to share. Waste management opens this weekend, too. Yeah, folks sure, going out there. It, it sure is. I got some friends who'll be. Uh, I kind of wanted to get in like out. a fantasy golf league. The thing that Rutherford describes sounds kind of fun, Scoots. Yeah, it does. Maybe, was, maybe we, we, we can. No, Luckett's in one. Uh, how do they? Yeah, I just don't know how they run. What do you mean? Like I don't, I don't you know. Pick a handful each week. I mean, well, I could Mike do, only picks one. I mean, us just three, one. I could do like a simplistic one, similar to Mike, where it's just you pick one golfer each tournament. You can't use them again, and then we just sounds go, tough. We, we go throughout the season and see who has the most points. That sounds tough. I like when you get to pick kind of like a DraftKings lineup. It's like, all right, here's three. E- even if it was smaller for these smaller tournaments. Yeah, but how would you attention. like do the points for? Them? No, the, or would you, you just do it, wins. Uh, you can only. In the ones where I do it, you categorize it by the odds, so you can only do one person from the top three tiers. Too much, too much for me. If I was going to do it, just like, well, we'll talk. We'll, we'll okay. talk off. Okay. But shadyrace.com. Golf season's right around. Go check them out. Forty percent off. Yeah. Interesting with the odds. Waste management this weekend though should be fun. People getting after it. Always a rowdy. Uh, oh, Dylan texts in says he's in a fantasy golf league. Wow, we're the only ones not in a fantasy golf league. Yeah, I guess we're the only squares around these parts. Somebody texted into the Thornton's text line and said, um, uh, "Yeah, so we're gonna start from the bottom and just go up. That's what we decided during yep. the commercial break. There's a ton. We do our best. 
Uh, we're not hiding from like text, you know. If you're really right. persistent, we'll get to it, and uh, we're we're trying. Only a two hour radio. Well, and there's just so many people that send like twelve texts. I mean, we just can't read them all. Same. I'm with Nick. Hopeful optimism here. Disappointed lately, but still believing we can figure it out, and make a run, even compete for not. Um, another text said they had a death premonition on their minds. Heavy stuff. Shane was in that locker room. Wild. That was wild. Uh, here's something we need to discuss. So why are some of our fans mocking Malik Thomas? What am I missing? Is he for sure not coming here? Is he. He is a five-star and a high schooler. Some of our fan base baffles me. They're not making fun of him. They're making fun of what you, the what UK did in their photo shoot. Like they were like, "Here's what you're gonna do, Malik." And that, yeah, this I, is more stuff I just don't get behind. Like, who cares? So I thought UK should be better. Like the presentation should be better. It and I'm all right with it being mocked. But like, oh my goodness gracious, folks, much more concerned with the basketball aspect of things right the, now. The the cookie cake. Was like okay, or we're really stretching it out here with like insulting the cookie cake. But this looked like this looked like the props that you get in like a photo booth at a wedding. I think Chris Fisher was like, "I have this literal I have shovel sh- from Dollar General." Uh, he was uh, like, "I my- bought it for last like two months ago or something." I got it at uh, Aldi for Duke. Uh, it's his is green. We were playing with it yesterday. We were finding worms. I want my recruiting prop photos to be higher quality stuff. Like I, I don't, I don't care. The pictures should well, look better. You compare it, them to like the ones of Duke and UNC, and they look better. So we need to fix that. Yes, and here's if you compare it to Ryan Williams when he committed at Alabama, he was wearing their championship rings and like in front of the trophy. Like those were his props, right? Kentucky's done trophy props with basketball. Cor- correct, but like I don't know that. That's just when you compare to others, this looked a little. Like what? What was the, what was the deal with his foot and the chair and the cowboy hat on? I think more than a little. Like it does. It doesn't look good. I I think the better story is just like I, I would like to know. I I just want to be a fly on the wall for that fifteen minutes. Like, hey, we want to take some pictures of you in the UK stuff. But you want to hold a shovel and bury the competition? How here's a cowboy hat when you're corralling like what what yeah yeah <laughs> like here's a here's our here's our box of props go take what you want like oh. I just want to know how it all unfolds are they telling him to go pick up the shovel or is he also, electing to go pick up that prop and do that I don't know what the reflector thing was for like is the, he the running vest? is he running outside and wants people to see him is is he a construction worker? If so, get him a construction hat. I mean, you know, it's we've just, got some left over somewhere from Rupp. They're hiding from us. the UK photographer. Does weddings on the side, and this is their fun. This is their fun box. Like it's just their fun. You know, at the dentist when you were a kid, you're like, go pick oh, a toy yeah. out of the chest. Get a sticker. This and- is like, and and every photographer has like, yeah, at a wedding or even at a kid's daycare. It's like we've got a ton of things. This is just a photographer's box. This is what the recruits are picking out of it. It could be better. If this is what your focus is on in terms of freaking out, just watch this team play. You'll forget about that stuff in a in a heartbeat. And I know somebody's gonna make like a grandiose take of it. Just goes to show that everything's not. If you can't even get the picture props right, then how do I trust you to learn how to run a one three one defense? It it, it doesn't have to be that deep. It's not that deep. If Kentucky hadn't just had an zero and two week, you wouldn't care about the shovels. I I would still make fun of them. Well, no, I. Yeah, I mean, but, like, but it, would, it literally is my, be, my kids' favorite toys. Be, I mean, it already was yesterday, but like this will be spun into a bigger deal than it should be. Yes, it's a weird picture. I do. I would love to see the ideas of how it came to be, 
but Roush, this is not a sign of anything with the UK basketball program. Yeah, they recruited pretty well last year. Right. Yeah. Right. Let's get these recruits to play defense. I, I just hope that it doesn't affect – because Malik Tom is a pretty good scorer, if I'm not mistaken. He's awesome. He's a really good player. Could, and if I have any concerns about the upcoming recruiting class, it's not the big guys, it's the guards. Because right now your guard is Travis Perry and, and Boogie Fland, who's fringe five-star. Yeah. Well, we can talk We can talk about next season later on. He's a 2025 kid out of Pittsburgh. You know Cal's got connections and some – well, good shot at landing him, but did the shovel in the safety vest. Ruin everything. Text on into the Thornton's text line, but that's why people are, they're not mocking Malik Thomas. They're they are mocking yeah, just the They're setup. mocking the pro. And it could be better, but I just, I'll worry about that stuff after the season. I, I, I want UK to be better. If we, if UK, or if you expected UK to fall out of the top 25, the fact that they're 17 should tell you something about how you perceive this team and college basketball as a whole. I do think this response after an 0-2 week has been appropriate, but I don't. I do think, and this isn't a UK thing. I, I think there's just a bunch of media that doesn't watch a lot of college basketball until March. Like they keep up with it enough to have their talking points, but and come March, they'll everybody's losing. Kansas lost again last night. Doesn't make things better for UK. We're above all that. I agree. I fall in Which, line with it. But here, just uh, win and you'll move up the polls, Roush. It's as simple as that. And um, the next text is that one about Sean's point about Oscar, but. It was capped off by saying that both Cats and Gonzaga will be desperate for a quad one win on Saturday. People just don't realize that Gonzaga is not good. They haven't won a quad one game. They just lost to St. Mary's at home, I believe, too. Uh, they're they're very much a in jeopardy of missing out on the NCAA tournament. And so, yeah, uh, Saturday is going to be a big one. Very big one. Sheesh. Uh, uh, by the way, somehow, yeah, Gonzaga and Kentucky, 26-27 in the net. So right now still would be a quad one. It's one through 30. I think I recently said one through 25. It's one through 30 on the net. So still would be a quad one win for UK on Saturday as it stands right now. If you're wondering where Vanderbilt is, uh, they're 225. So not good. this would be just a terrible, terrible loss. So would that be a quad yeah, three loss or quad four? Quad three, I think. Regardless. I think four if you're, yeah. Regardless, well, you gotta yeah, yeah. you gotta avoid it. They're gonna fire Jerry after this year. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Have to, and uh, you know, just in time. I don't think they renovated the gym, but they're certainly dealing with stuff. I saw if you're going to the game tonight, doors aren't opening until an hour before tip off because they're using the gym to do construction on the football stadium, which is also just a weird concept. Yeah, it's all right there for what it's worth, but. Yeah. That's uh, when you put it that way. It's kind of weird. I love going to the game at Vanderbilt. It's well, I think the it is the most unique gym in college basketball, and there's always a lot of blue. Tonight will be an important one. If you're there, make a lot of noise. I wish I was going to be there. Uh, it'll be fun for the folks that are there. Hopefully, UK will give you something. Maybe it all. Roush, I'm just hoping that we'll look back at this season at some point, and that Tennessee game will be like, and then after that, things turned around. Not that they were perfect, but that's that was rock bottom. Hopefully, that's the case. But uh, with the state of UK basketball the last few years, you just you never really know. I don't I don't have signs that confirm that we've hit the rock bottom yet. Hopefully, it's not this. Getting punked by Tennessee that would be a good place to say like that's that's the end of the road, and now we're turning back around and we're getting things going. The that part, would hopefully be it. But you know, right? Uh, you know what? A, a loss to Vanderbilt could be it even further. But you can only you know you you. 
You're at 17. Like, it's, your safety net caught you, yeah, Roush. It's kind of yeah. like when you knew you were going to bomb a test in school. Uh-huh. And like, oh, boy. Like, I, the overall grade. my homework. <laughs> the overall grade's going to be, this is going to hurt. And then you see the overall grade, and you're like, okay, all right. Like, I'm alive. Like I can you, deal with you, this. You messed up the essay, but you guessed well on multiple choice. Yeah. So it kind of saved yeah. you. So listen, like, we see we're an 0-2 week. This free fall has gotten UK. Exhale. You're at 17. An 0 and t- or 2-0 and week. Oh, an 0-2 week. A 2-0 week this week. You'll be back inside the top 15, Roush. Hopefully you'll be getting healthier. Maybe you'll get DJ back or DJ will be back. And I think everything can kind of be all right. Is, is, but you got to have a 2-0 week and it starts tonight. Maybe a good blowout win. Why not? Here's a, before we get to our prediction, just one small concern of mine that when I look at the box score, it doesn't look that bad for Kentucky. In these losses, you know what I mean? Like when well, you it do- doesn't show defense on the box score. Exactly. Yeah, right, right. You you look at the other teams, you see they're scoring even more points. But but doing game thirty five. Really, if you just go through line by line, Trey was the only one that had an objectively bad game. Where you're just like, okay, well this guy stunk that night. But for the most part, the other guys played pretty well. But that also, I think, goes to show you that the situational basketball I think is the most important thing that this team has to figure out. Is because the the defense. I know everybody defense, defense, defense. But if you can just situationally find ways to hit big shots when you get stops, that turns into runs. They have not created those long runs this year. They yeah. did early on, and when they were getting those huge leads. But in the losses, they haven't strung together these runs that give them enough cushion where their bad defense allows them to slip up a little bit. Yeah. That that was well stated, and I could even go on further with it. We're running out of time. Uh, there, there's there's plenty of issues to to go around with this team. Let's just see a step in the right direction, regardless of who's playing, regardless who's out there. You're still going to have more NBA talent than Vanderbilt, regard even if some of, even if Trey's out, even if DJ's out, and we don't know who will or who won't be playing. But I'd be shocked if we saw DJ tonight. I'll take Kentucky in a close one. I think they win, but I don't think we're going to be feeling like warm and fuzzy afterwards. I'll take 81-77. Vandy covers. UK squeezes out a win with some free throws late. And uh, I think the talking points are going to be pretty similar this time tomorrow morning. But I hope to be wrong about that. Hoping for a blowout, fun, like, okay, things are going to be all right. This team is still dominant offensively. I don't think we get that tonight, though, but I do think we get a win. And I will take Reed Shepard being UK's MVP. Uh, he scores like 15 points, has like eight assists. He, he just does a bunch of little stuff. All right, what do well, you all say? Man, we're on the same page. That was kind of what I was thinking. But like 85-79 and uh, Reed icing the game at the free throw line. Yeah, so okay. He kind of took the words right out from them out. I was thinking 81-70. Antonio Reeves has a game tonight. Ooh, covering cats are back, Scoots. Back. That's right. Back, 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 back. If you, you were talking about the over, TJ, it's only one five time. out of 21 times it is not hit. So, But granted, Vandy's only scored over 75 points twice this season, uh, which is, I mean, that's wild. But let's see what this UK defense can do for that Vanderbilt offense. All right, we'll be back tomorrow to talk about it. Dash Clips postgame show after the game tonight on my social media. See ya. It's my kind of place. Just want.